everyone. My name is Mike Rauber. I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer here in Zurich. Today is the 23rd of January. I'm pleased to be joined by Mento Pochinci to see what he makes from the market's moves in the first three weeks of the year. First, I give you a quick market catch-up. The S&P 500 ended Friday up 1.9% with all sectors in the green. The Nasdaq gained 2.9%. Netflix jumped over 8% as it reported a greater than expected gain in new subscribers. And Alphabet added over 5% as it plans to cut 12,000 jobs and correct some of the business decisions made during the pandemic. Friday also saw 180 million equity options being rolled over, the most for a January in more than a decade. And this had weighed on the market in the previous trading sessions traders report. Equities were also helped Friday by Fed officials laying out the case for a moderation in rate hikes after last year's rapid increases and signs that they are starting to bite. Just on Friday, new home sales were reported at 4 million, sharply below the 5 million seen during much of the last decade. Softening interest rate expectations are seeing the US dollar eyeing fresh lows this Monday morning, while ECB members on Friday and over the weekend stressed that rates need to rise further to beat inflation. ECB President Christian Lajard is expected to speak today, and Euro-US dollar is at just below 109 this morning, its highest since April 2022. In Asian trading, the Nikkei 225 is up more than 1%. But Hong Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, and Seoul are closed for Lunar New Year celebrations. Many regional markets there remain closed until midweek, and mainland China won't resume trading until January 30th. Crypto coins are holding up rather well. Bitcoin is up over 6% since Friday at well over 22,500 US dollars. In commodities, Brent oil is above $87 this Monday morning. Copper is near a seven-month high, driven by both supply concerns, but also expectations that China's COVID pivot will mean more demand in the future. That country reported over the weekend that COVID infections has hit 80%, but also sadly that there were 12,600 COVID-related deaths last week. And so what to expect this week? It is, of course, earnings seasons, and to pick just one, but a big one. Microsoft will be out after market on Tuesday. Also that day, January purchasing manager indices for major economies will be released. They are a good indicator for future economic activity. On Wednesday, Canada's central bank is meeting, and for the US, Q4 GDP figures will be released on Thursday, and the Fed's favorite inflation data, the PCE deflator, is going to keep markets on their toes on Friday. And lastly, European equities seem to be following Wall Street's ascent on Friday, with equity futures pointing towards a higher open. So enough from me. And now over to you, Menjo Potinci, our head of technical analysis. Any major takeaways from the first three weeks of the year? Yes, good morning. Uh, first of all, uh, let's start with the returns of uh, this year. So when you look at the screen, everything is green, and investors might be concerned that all the gains for the year are gone. But here, basically, we have to warn that there is usually no average here in the equity market. So, yes, historically, equities return 10% per annum. But if you look, for example, in the Swiss equity market over the past 90 years, only five years had returns between 10 and 11%. 
So historically, in positive years, equities do 19%. In negative years, they lose 14%. So this is just a gentle reminder that there is no average year. So either it's a bull market or it's a bear market, but there is no average year in calendar returns. What are the signals from the market? We are seeing here further broad-based improvement in the equity markets. First of all, we are upgrading the Nasdaq 100 to bullish and expecting here the recovery to resume. Why is this the case? We are seeing here a breath improvement among its members. So even as the index is below its 200-day moving average, more than half of its members are trading above it. And this means that probably there is good demand for the uh, for those members of the index, which is likely to push the index higher as well. Secondly, we are seeing an improvement in the Swiss mid-cap space. So here we are seeing a long-term momentum bottom against Swiss large-cap stocks. So the Swiss large-cap stocks are usually more defensive. And that's why we recommend investors to selectively buy uh, Swiss mid-cap stocks and trim a bit their exposure to Swiss large-cap stocks. That's all from us for this week. Back to you. Thank you very much, Mentor. This concludes today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye, and please tune in for our next episode. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Bear experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.